try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. With Conan Neutron. Valencia, Protonic Reversal listeners, you are here, the one, the only, you're in the right place, baby. It is Protonic Reversal, and we welcome you to it. That's right, we have many good surprises for you, not the least of which includes an in-studio guest, all the way from the East Coast, Mr. Eastern Anchors himself. David Urbano. Hello. Hi there, Radio Valencia. What's happening, Conan? Welcome to the show. Hi. This is Brenna. Hi, Brenna. <laughs> we're very pleased to have you. In the second hour, we're going to be joined by Miss Stixie Jacobs of the band Body Futures as well. It's going to be an amazing time. We're going to play some tunes. We're going to have some laughs. We're going to talk a little bit, if that's okay with you. Actually, we'll do that even if it's not okay with you. It's talk radio. It's talk radio. It's what we do. It would be... Just a bunch of awkward silences and staring at your computer or radio. What you gonna say? What you gonna say next? What you gonna say? <laughs> exactly. You never know. Well, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm waiting for you to say something. Why don't you say something? It's kind of like real life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like a little, yeah. little more like that. But we we try to avoid real life as much as possible here. Yeah. None other than. Protonic reversal. Oh, on radio Valencia. 
this is going to be a good time. I'm, I'm glad you were able to do this, man. Oh, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's like kind of Pasta Ducci on the left-hand side, you know, that old song. Yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> it's like a hacky right. sack or whatever you got to do up here on Mission Street. Um, we are at the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco, center of everywhere, and we are large and in charge nice. on a Thursday morning. So, Cohen, what were we just listening to? That was the band Tilts uh, nice. with the song Ozark Bowtie. That is the Protonic Reversal theme song. Ah, got it. You can hear every week. Head check. Exactly. Exactly. We, we, we're not going to do the weather. We're not going to necessarily check the time. Well, it is California, right? So just kind of stick your head out. And yeah. It's like, hey, it's like 60s. Uh, the okay. weather is grab a hoodie. <laughs> grab a hoodie. Grab a hoodie. Most definitely. So we're going to be back uh, in a minute with uh, more Dave Arano and some... Uh, more great music for right now. Let's listen to a little band you may have heard of called Drive Like Jehu. Eventually, at some point. Mm, right. Cool, yeah. yeah. Live radio, baby. <laughs> Coming at ya. Where's the breaking glass? Uh, I know. Where's the breaking glass? Go get a, some from down the street. That's a good question. To clean up. Mm-hmm. Bull Train to Vegas.
little Eastern Anchors for you. That's leading with your right off of the record called Drunken Arts and Pure Science. So what, if you're, what if you're left-handed? Mm. How do you lead with your right if you're left-handed? I think it's a, it's a dance thing. I thought that was a boxing thing. Like you lead with your right, like could a right be, cross. Be, oh, okay. Look at this oh. multi-layered stuff going on. It literally has to do with ballroom dancing, I think. Mm. You lead with your right foot. Yeah. Yeah, that makes like sense. Little, oh, you like, wait, wait a second. So that was the band Eastern Anchors, of which we have a dude from that band Eastern Anchors that is here with us in the Radio Valencia studios, right here, right now. That's right. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm, I'm Dave. I play bass in Eastern Anchors, and sometimes I sing. Uh, just so we don't gloss over it, before that we had a song from a little band you might have heard of called Drive Like Jehu. Correct. Bullet Train to Vegas. And I played that for a specific reason. Can anybody guess why? Oh, I know. Like, okay. I'm not even from around here. They're playing, like, in San Diego, right? Yes. So this is the, uh, the um, wait, here we go. Sorry, I had that ready, for, and I, I never get a chance to use it, and I, I totally dropped the ball in using it, but I used it at least three to four seconds after it would have been funny. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Which so works. where do I win, Conan? You win. I didn't even say the band. An explanation. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you did not say the phrase that pays, unfortunately. Oh, but. sorry. I messed up. No, it's uh, the Drive Like Jays has been a band that has been broken up for many, many years now. Yeah. And a great band, very influential, and a, a band that is also personally very important to me, like one of my favorite bands, I would say. And they are playing a, a show that is going to be in their uh, hometown of San Diego. Correct. On um, September 29th. Am I correct or mistaken? Thirty uh, first? No, it's not even September. It's the thirty first of August. Oh, it's coming up really yeah. right up. Free oh. show in San Diego, which everyone free free free, free. yes. Free. Wow, free. Free. everyone that is not from California thinks is right next. Oh, that must be that's right next to SF. No, it's like, no, that's like eight of your East Coast states away. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, that said, it's right. Like, is that a money gig for them? Because I know they've gotten together previously to like you know. Uh, as far as I know, rotating dra- bands. Yeah, <laughs> well, the the core of the the Rick Froberg, John Reese access, which everyone mm-hmm. thinks of now as just a gestalt entity again. Yes. but for years was a thing that was not happening. Uh, are also half of Hot Snakes right. as well. Oh, which is the, awesome at, at this point Diego. the yeah the much more well known band uh, of them, in, um, especially among certain circles. More um, well known than Drive Like Jehu. Yeah, I would say so at this yeah. point because they've been around and playing, and and Drive Like Jehu, you know, was at, at a very like when Rocket from the Crypt, which was John's other band that he served, and it's a very interesting story because he because Drive Like Jehu, as much as they're not a mainstream sounding band at all, they're on Cargo, man. They were like they're on a major right, label. absolutely, and. They, they very much embodied their yeah. their quote unquote scene, uh, and were a really you know the, the first record of which that's from is very much in the Fugazi vein kind of, but especially the the, the second record Yankram I think is pretty much a masterpiece of like a oh, punk I rock masterpiece. I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. It's and it's crazy. It's an insane record. It's a perfect record. And it came out on a freaking major label, which is just insane to me because yeah. it's one of those things like how did someone allow this to happen? Like well, what it was the nineties, Conan. You know, like, people like were signing everything and giving right. people money to make records that like had some sort of. Everything was going to be the next Nirvana. And and the real backstory behind this, and I do think this is pretty cool, is that everybody at the the record label, Rock from the Crypt and Drive Like Jehu, John presented as like, this is the package. Like, you've got to take both bands. Because they wanted to bank on Rock from the Crypt, which is definitely much more marketable. Mm -hmm. Uh, That had horns in it, though. It (laughs) did. 
So there were indeed horns. The only band had horns that were more popular was probably Fishbone or something like that. Mighty Mighty Boston. Well, of course, yeah, but they had no hit. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that said, and I, I spent a lot of many years kind of unfairly castigating or no-selling uh, Rocket from the Crypt just because I looked at them as, oh, that's the band that now there is an A drive like Jehu because of this band, so fuck this band. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, we can curse on <laughs> You can. We're not, I try not to have it be a thing, but gotcha. uh, we, we can make well, it Because my mom's listening. Oh, okay. Sorry. But she's Sorry. Okay. She's okay. Sorry, Dave's mom. So. Uh, so, Your mom is listening for real? Maybe. I, I texted her. Aww. Aww. <laughs> my dad. My, my dad listens fairly regularly, actually, because he happens to get up in the morning. Oh, that's cool. Regularly, so... Yeah. Uh, he hasn't, he hasn't called in a while, but yeah, it's it's, okay. we should we should hear from him. He was recommending opium to uh, my friend Tony Ash the, the, on Facebook, I, I and I was like, the internet just exploded. Like, I don't understand why you're. <laughs> this is happening. This is like a guy that I've been on tour with before in my band. He had an ailment or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't the, try opium. The, yeah, and I think he was being. Good. I think he was being funny, but okay. I was just no, like, oh, he was like really hyper guy, and, and they said he should just chill it, out. No, not exactly. But it's it, casual. The context is unimportant so much as the fact that it was a confluence of internet happening. Gotcha. There was a lot of internet happening at that moment in time. Gotcha. And it was. It's interesting to me because I wasn't involved in the conversation, but my dad just kind of chimed in on a previous existing conversation. With, with Tony and then I was like is, you know and I was at work and I happened to like you know whatever at a break like check in on Facebook and sure enough here's my dad recommending opium to Tony Ash's trophy wives <laughs> and I was like I was like I, okay that's pretty funny but I don't really understand like context is lost on the so, internet so to put sometimes. it in context so like those Rick Froberg John Reese have had like five bands together right right there was that pit, school and, like, Pitchfork was the one that kind of brought them to everybody's attention um, then Drive Like Jehu uh, and Hot Snakes are the the big ones, and but they they've been playing together for a long time. But there's a huge break of about ten years, maybe where they where they weren't playing at all. Well, maybe not ten years, but yeah. a long time. And uh, Rick, Rick Froberg moved to the East Coast. He lives uh, near side he of the, lives in Brooklyn. The coast. Yes, yeah. uh, and also heads up the Mighty Obits, who are a fantastic band of their yeah. own right. And then there's the Night Marchers, right? So there's like between them, there's like six awesome bands. Night Sweet. Marchers is three quarters of Hot Snakes, but yeah. with John Reese singing instead of Rick Froberg. Yeah. That's confusing. They, they're masters of reinvention, which uh, I, I admire just having, you know, done that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe th- I've had three bands that I kind of consider real bands. Wait, so where exactly on the East Coast are you from? I live, I live in New Jersey, and I in work New in Jersey? a city in Manhattan sometimes. Cool. And what I'm, are you doing out here? I'm visiting my, my folks. <laughs> what I, what I, are you doing out here? Connor well, asks me that every year because yeah. he'll see me like t- like check in somewhere. I'm like I'm at one two three go record. So I'm at, at I'm at the Mississippi Lounge, where that place is called. He's like, dude, what? And like, yeah, exactly. Like, Wait, you live out here? Like, no, I'm just visiting my folks. It's my yearly pr- pilgrimage. To- well, well let, me, oh. let me put it this way: Why are you here? Is a question I ask myself every morning. Right. <laughs> well, I assume yeah. it's not Kafka the radio ask. show. <laughs> Well, why was, would you assume that? I mean, it is. No, I, I, I came out here all the way to see Conan. Because you could call in and save a bunch of money. <laughs> it's you know? true. It's true. It's, <laughs> no, my, it's my folks' uh, 49th anniversary. Uh, oh, so cool. we're throwing the party. That's awesome. We hired a Marachi <laughs> band to come hang out. Yeah, there you go. See, everyone's warming up right now. Yeah, right. Calm down, guys. Calm so down. So if you give yeah. the mariachi band a five, will they go away? No, 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 no. It's on, it's <laughs> a, <laughs> no, they're getting money. Real money. No, I mean, like, one of your party goers could, you know. Just be like, here, leave my table, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you don't pay for them to show up. You pay for them to leave. Is, Basically. Is the, right? <laughs> they'll show up whether you want them to or not. Well, that is that is a really thing. That, that's like, so the obligation of like, okay, well, 
you know, you, you, you didn't ask for these guys to come over and play mm-hmm. music at you. Right, but exactly. They're there. I, it really bothers <laughs> me when people approach me while I'm eating. So I never. Oh yeah, well I could see that. I, I could see that. It's like, what are you doing? Eating? What are you doing? I'm like, I cool. Have, I have How food all over my face. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Well, photos. Too. I don't take pictures of people like when they're eating. I think that's rude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I'll wait. You done? No but. photos, please. <laughs> so, Eastern Anchors is a band that uh, I, I think I think you guys have an interesting history, uh, and there's a lot to it that the casual listener uh, may not be aware of. It's uh, all possible. <laughs> so, and especially because I mean, I mean. Eastern Anchors is also a band that you, you're some some grown ass men that are, that you know have yeah. jobs and responsibilities yeah. and things along those lines. Yeah, they have careers, or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Sure. And it's but it's interesting to me that you have like isn't there like a documentary or, or something along the like a little like there's a little short film yeah, there's of a some kind documentary that we did like when we released uh, the this full length um, that I put out as a kind of. You know, instead of like which is doing the, which a bio, is the uh, drunken arts and pure science that yeah. one of the songs that we played yeah. And uh, so I, we just did that, just instead of like, hey, here's our long, long-ass bio. I said, you know what? Let's do a little doc. Make a documentary. We can do it right. because And then half the documentary is actually us just talking about our old band and people who knew us from back then. Right. Um, and then till now, because I want to make that leap. And I have planned part two of the documentary. I just haven't shot it or anything. But that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen. Because for our next release, I'll do part two. And it's just—it's literally called a rockumentary, Eastern Anchors. <laughs> nice. Well, and it is interesting because I mean, you do have you know some something of an of an interest in the, in the visual arts, so it's nice to be able to yeah yeah take advantage of that. Well, too. I, I produced another series called uh, Create, Creator Else, which was I did for like the old company I used to work for called Ogilvy, and uh, and where I featured like different artists doing different things, and it was I had a big budget and all this crazy stuff, and I interviewed like some mostly half of the the, the subjects were like people that I knew. That's cool. Yeah, so it was like a comic book guy that I knew, like a performance But artist. not the comic book guy from Simpsons, though, right? Not that guy. No, <laughs> but the guy who actually invented Rockasaurus and oh, wow, okay. that guy, Cliff Gal- Galbraith. And cool. I, I interviewed uh, Jack Rabbit from the big takeover. From ah, one of them. Jack Rabbit. So, like, all these people that's kind who of. Who almost so qualifies like, for human treasure status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a. One of the longest running print zines, yes. I think, in, uh, in history, actually. actually I yeah, yeah. I think it's like going on like, uh, you know, 35 years now or something. Yeah. Crazy. And high quality, too. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good read. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, cool. it's not like a small book. It's like, you know, 70 or 80 pages of just wow. really dense writing. Yeah, so he, I did, he was in it. Um, Cool. Just another guy, though I know who's like a Grammy-winning producers in it, and like all these a photographer friend of mine. So people who do different things for a living at create creatively, and so I decided to kind of kind of take that same formula and apply it to the documentary. You know, but other people talking about stuff, us just talking about ourselves. Sure. Yeah. No, really I think it, that's, that's that's very clever actually. Yeah. So so part two is going to be me interviewing all the drummers that we had as the context. <laughs> that let them tell the story, not us. Let let all yeah. the drummers who played in, in with us in that band called the Vizohara, like tell the story. That's cool. Right, that's, rather that's rather than have you guys tell your answer. No, it was very, very inventive. And for me, coming in as... And by the way, just before before we lose this, I want to say that if we could just uh, call me a Grammy-winning uh, recording artist, Kona Neutron, from here forward, that would be wonderful. Because sure. <laughs> I know I, that flowed very well. So even though... And then, but if, if it was in print, it would have the asterisk that no actual Grammys won. Yeah, exactly. That would be the move. The, the legal print. Yeah, that, that, would, that would be the joke that would keep on giving Yeah, for at least 30 to 40 seconds. So I thought it was interesting because to me, I did not really know from you guys. And then for, for backstory... 
my band played with his band at the Dearly Departed Maxwell's. Yes. In Which Hoboken. was our last show there, I think. It was our last show. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and that was an amazing venue, and that was actually... That, that was like almost a year ago that the place closed. And yeah. I was, and I ha- and I, we couldn't play any of like the last show stuff, because I was, already had booked tickets to be out here. Oh. So I was really bummed, because, you know, I was like, we could have played at any bill, but I was like, Todd, just book us when you open up your new place. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> and the White Eagle, it's going to be called. But that place had a lot of history to it. And for me, that yes. was kind of like, I was like, oh, that's a cool rock and roll bucket list item. We're playing Maxwell. It's awesome. But it was, yeah. you know, and we were playing with uh, my friend Brian Musikoff's band, yes. Divescent, and we pl- we played with their their band as well, which I did not know from Moses, but there's this documentary. I was like, these guys, what? <laughs> there's a documentary about these? What, what the hell? So, yeah. so it's a hook, because it's something that made me pay attention to be like, alright, what's, yeah. what's this all about? I figured it was better than tape. Yeah, and there, there's an interesting, I mean, I think there's an interesting history behind it that, you know, you guys were a band that, you know, we're, we're doing things and... Yeah, I think that band had played uh, Maxwell's like 10 times of Izohara, and then Eastern Anchors played about another 10 times before it shut down, so... Before, before we shut it down. <laughs> shut this place down! Yeah, that was always awesome, because they'd feed you and stuff, and it was, it was like home, it was our second home, because our first home was always the Court Tavern, but then that got sold, and then so it really became not that place. Mm-hmm. And then so Maxwell's was always our our, our northern brothers, you know, right. where, where, <laughs> we, where, where we'd go to play a show, and then like people are singing in the audience and stuff. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing something right. And that was like, oh, absolutely, that, that yeah, made yeah. it home so, r- really quickly, like many many moons ago. And uh, you actually have uh, you you've come bearing gifts, which is always a good way to endear yourself to. I don't come to the party empty-handed. If it was a little <laughs> later in the evening, it would have been a six-pack of Modelo or something. Maybe some know. Clamato Budweiser, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the stuff with the red stuff oh, in it? It's, it's, it's just the worst thing. Uh, like, I, just, I hate that it even exists. It's yeah. so funny because yesterday I was in a liquor store and I was like, so we're getting the Budweiser Clamato, right? Yeah. Right. Or it's maybe a Strawberryita? Strawberry Strawberryita? I can't. To me, those just seem like the gag gifts of alcohol. But has anybody in this room tasted? Yeah, them? I, I, no, I, I, no, I tasted the Mexican version of the Modelo with the with the red stuff in it. Oh, okay, which is the mochilada, right? Which and is like that? the beer and ice. Well, you can just make them. You just you know, that sounds, you put like Worcester sauce and you put it yeah, on ice in like hot sauce. Good. And but you have to drink it when it's blaring hot outside. And you can drink, and, and, you, and you put salt on the rim. You know, oh, it's kind of like a Bloody Mary yeah, but beer. margarita with yeah. beer. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I it's like called, Bloody Mar- um, that's good. The Spotted Dick. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It's called The Spotted Dick. That's oh. oh, that was Austin's There's voice. There's a Spotted Dick, I think. Oh, that was my voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, that's in the wild. take on it. What's yours? Yeah, and my take on it is that stuff looks vile, and there's no chance that I will ever drink no, any of it. It can't be processed. No, can. you got to make clam it look juice. Insane. Clam juice. That's all you have to say. Gross. It's kind of gross. Clam juice. Gross. <laughs> I'm gonna take it one, yeah, one we, context, and it's fine. Yeah. Are we <laughs> exactly clam well, juice? Are we good? Yeah, do we know? Good, do we good. know where we're at? All right, yeah. right on. <laughs> Uh, so you you get there's a new so just uh, this, I'm gonna do pretty much the most professional segue ever here uh, yes. <laughs> because it, there's really no way once you start talking about clam juice there's really no way to easily segue I out. I think it's the perfect thing because the song that you're about to play hopefully I think it's about clam juice. No, it's about nothing. It's a song about it's a, a very Seinfeldian. Mm, song. It's a song about nothing. No, I mean it ha- it has a mantra in it. I mean, uh, which I was gonna talk. There's there's a, a new there's a, there's new material. Yes. The Eastern Yes, world. we've been working on a new record for the past year, 
And this is an excerpt from and this that, is the from uh, endeavor. The zero for conduct. Yeah, what's uh, a split, split seven inch with our friends? Zero for conduct. Mm-hmm. And who's who's uh, who's zero for conduct? They're like guys who like we know from New Brunswick who okay. really wanted to put out a split and we're like. And like, do you guys have any other songs? New Brunswick, New Jersey. New Brunswick, New Jersey. Like, you know, where Don Giovanni and all that stuff's from. And uh, Uh, screaming females as well. Screaming females. Like, like you need. I quite like. Yeah, and like uh, black wines from there. Um, Just tons of bands, and that's the scene that we grew up in. The Jersey Shore. What? Uh, Yes, yes. It's like forty-five minutes. Yeah, I mean, New Jersey is like the size of Oakland, so. No, it's pretty big. <laughs> no, it's, it, big. Yeah, it's not Rhode Island. It's not, it's not Rhode Island. I've been told it's very beautiful yes, in the it's, country. Yes, it's 80% farmland, you know, and then the whole coast is all beach. And yeah. It's beautiful. And we, we play down the Asbury Park all the time down that way or Long Branch or like that's just kind of our normal gig where we just walk out and there's the beach, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fun. So yeah, so this is a split seven inch that these guys from New Brunswick and us and, and so... I was like, guys, do you have another song? Because we have two other songs. We just make a, we can make an EP. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like in the olden days. And like, no, we only recorded one song with Chris Pierce, who, like, Chris Pierce is, like, uh, was from Doc Hopper and all these punk bands from... Uh, okay. And he has a studio with where, where Screaming Females practice, who called Volume 4. Hmm, okay. And it's, and it's, like, analog studio, you know? So they, they only recorded one song. I was like, all right, so we'll just do one song. <laughs> Yeah, so this is it. It, it like, sucks. I, I really, I really like screaming females, but I, I have a feeling that some trash that I talked about their uh, about their rhythm section being, I believe the words I used were painfully mediocre and perfunctory. Yeah. Uh, got back to them. Perfunctory. Uh, oops. <laughs> Did but you get some bad said, tweets maybe, about Mercer rocks? I mean, I, you know, she really rips it up. Well, she is, and, and honestly, like the the most recent one, I think they stepped up their game a little the bit. Li- but, the live thing. Well, it's a live performance, really. That, that's sold to exactly, me. and. and I'll be recorded, but. and I think it's one. It's one of those things also that I can, I can understand. Where like, hey, some dickhead on the internet's like talking trash, but to me, it's always seemed like, oh, here's like local band level rhythm section with total awesome shredder, like yeah. five foot two girl, just like ripping yeah. it up, and that makes for an well, awesome. She's actually from L.A. originally. Like, oh, really? She moved to yeah. Apparently, that's what's most time. Well, we won't hold that against her. No, no, but, but she's cool. She's uh, cool. They, they make they're, they're a great band, and I, like granted, I, I was certainly talking trash, and I'm, I'm known known to do that. But I, I think that they've they have definitely improved as a rhythm section, and yeah. they've they're they're great as a band. I think that, it doesn't I doesn't mean that. I don't think they're a great band. I just think that like some some bands you don't have to have like a rhythm section that's like going for it. You know, they're, they're just staying they're in the just pocket. Lay, that's laying fine. Back, like you know, like yeah. the like you know, like the drummer from the runs. He's just laying back in the pocket, like Charlie Watts style. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because the songs are just amazing. Yeah, if the songs you're not work, there for the, the songs drummer. work. Exactly. <laughs> you're not there and for the drummer. You're not there for the the bass player is actually a good singer. But and I get it. And, and it's the internet. It's the kind of thing that like you know whatever. Have you have you been talking in person? I'm sure. Internet trash by Cohen and Neutron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm not going to back down from it because I do I do think especially in those yeah, early no, records, it's, it's, it's like, an oh. honest opinion about an actual recording that they decided to put out. Now that's one of my beefs in life these yeah. days. Like in in the two you know in, in your world, like you know if you're born 1990 or whatever. Like it's so easy to put out a record right now. It's so easy, and yeah. It's, to me, that's like this. Psst, no, you know, you did, we we put out a record. We have this painful process where we'll, we'll practice them, we'll demo them, and then we'll decide what we're going to go actually spend money to record professionally. You know, not like our friend dude comes over with three mics and hooks it into his laptop. Hey, I got then, this new app on my iPhone. Let's record and he a record. It up on <laughs> we don't do that. Like we actually like like oh well, let's go record with John Agnello. Let's go record with our friend Tom. Right. 
Tom Bajor, who, uh, you know, it's like we, we like. If I understood who any of those people were, I'd be really impressed. But jo- John Agnello, you do know. I probably, I probably do. Right. right, the faders. All I gotta say. Oh, okay, right, the faders. <laughs> of course, yeah. Chavez. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Chavez and uh, Pavement and all that stuff. So that's the maybe. But there is a lot the of <laughs> of. It's very easy to record now, so there, there's a yeah, lot exactly. of material, and that means there's a lot of, of, of great new material. There's a lot of terrible material. Yeah. A, more than anything, is a whole lot of. And that's why you rely between. on DJs to like filter that stuff, or you know. People who know or talk this, shit. Or t- people who talk shit. Like, but if you know, if this talk poop is funny, you know, it's like, oh, I'll check it out to see what it's, exactly. if it's bullshit or not. Yeah. And that, that more than anything else is a what, what an excellent professional segue that was. <laughs> because what we're going to do right now is play well, a little sma- song, smash your trash. Brett, <laughs> <laughs> right, I want you to open the window and <laughs> you can actually th- throw out physical product if you don't. Well, we did do, uh, and I'm I'm not going to revisit it. Um, too much this week, but last week to, to break up the complete terribleness of all the things that are happening in the world, uh, I did find a sound clip of uh, six minutes of breaking glass. Nice. Just to keep your frustrations up, but not make a mess. Well, and it more just was like I kind of let it just go for a while, and really it was it was more as, as Brennan was attempting to elucidate a point, which I found hilarious. Was she angry during that, that part? Like I was that? trying to do my first professional introduction. Got it. I would like to point out. And, and I'll tell you, it's much easier to do like on mics and radio than it is like on camera. Somebody actually has a video camera That's on you. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's very hard because it's like, kind of like free say it froze. Like, because for those not in the know, Brennan is also... DJ Real-Time Drop. Nice segue. Look at that. Nice setup. Yeah. Yeah. Conan's good with the segues. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the... Uh, yeah. Thanks Crazy Ira and the douche over here. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna hear um ADD radio. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hear above your station. Nice. Right now. This is uh the split seven inch with uh zero for conduct, which is Which will be available in some local places. Alright. I'd like to hear that. Like to hear it. So here we go. This is above your station.
The Vikings coming at you. Radio Valencia, that's some Eastern anchors for you. Again, off of the Drunken Arts and Pure Science, none other than Protonic Reversal. That's like a science thing, right? <laughs> is indeed, Rebecca. Thank you. Uh, so... You were saying during during the break we were talking about that the the, the extended the boom the boom the boom oh, yeah, yeah. boom the boom the I usually break into a cover song and it usually ends up being CZ Top. Um, what's that song? Yeah, that part. Lagrange. Yeah, Lagrange. Lagrange. It's no, called Lagrange in the French. No girl. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I, <laughs> I do know what you're talking about, and it, and unfortunately, a lot of people associate that very great song with beer commercials. But uh, yeah. it, it is a great, it's a great tune. Well, it's a drinking this one, song. It's, it's it's a drinking song. What a yeah. good song. Yeah, and it's this also in several movies. Yeah, yeah, and it's this is and, uh, I do this part. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and it's like mumble uh-huh. and stuff. People are like, a lot oh, of people don't don't realize that ZZ Top was a hell of a band before they went, you know, disco. And actually, the first sellout disco record, Eliminator. <laughs> but indeed, yeah. uh, like, like bare butts, yeah, like in tight jeans, short kind of thing. The first sellout uh, disco pseudo early Trans Am record. Yeah, isn't this in Dazed and Confused? Got some ZZ Top coming at you. Bertonic Reversal, Radio Valencia. Excuse out to Walter Verde. He's a singer guitar player for Eastern Acres. Uh, so what, I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, that uh, I actually like Eliminator, the first sellout disco record with, you know, with one with legs and Sharp yeah, Dressed Man sure. and all well, that. I think that one's great. great. It's, a, it's a great pop record. Yeah. But I also, I never realized that the early ZZ Top records are so great. Like, it's like really great rock and roll. It's like Tex-Mex, like rock and roll. And one of the reasons why is because they actually, after ZZ Top kind of did the like, hey, let's go write some hits that that ostensibly, from what I understand, there's a rumor. I I don't have this way to substantiate this in any way, shape, or form. But But it's an internet internet rumor, so it's totally valid. It's the internet, so it means it's true. Uh, The the recording of Eliminator was largely uh, Billy Gibbons and and the producer up in the attic of a house, you know, sitting there on the presets, you know, snorting cocaine and like Billy Gibbons doing... Doing guitar riffs while uh, while Dusty and uh, Frank Beer basically like slept downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's the, like the singer and guitar player. It's got to all work. You know, sometimes. Well, but but the, those early records are fantastic. Yes. Especially, I mean, there's yes. a lot of amazing songs that, that are on there. To, to, Z, to ZZ Top, right? And so I'm believe not. I'm going someplace with this. Okay. So the point is that uh, all of after Eliminator became such a huge hit. They went back. Uh, re- I think they even remixed them. They definitely remastered them to make all the early records, the, the, the more pure rock and roll records, sound like Eliminator, which yeah, is say cool. give it like eighties drums. Yeah, give it and that, that terrible, terrible drum sound. So when I first listened to those records, I heard the the retconning, like the the Star Wars, uh, you know, George Lucas going back and messing around with history yeah, version. Another droid over here. <laughs> right. The CGI Jabba showing up for no real reason. Yeah. The uh, the Greedo shoots first and misses uh, versions, if you will, of ZZ Top, and so I was under the impression that ZZ Top was not a thing that I was into, and then it was oh. only much later on, after yeah. some hero on the internet, thanks did, to YouTube's, because you can like listen to all the vinyl versions of all that. Well, stuff. there's a guy that did all the vinyl rips and yes. basically put them up as a public service, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll check this out, and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. And now, granted, 
Well, to be clear, I am not a fan of slow blues. So if it, like you know, the slow blues songs, I'm still not into. But that that that's but it's like the you know. Tony just got slowed down sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I, all of this makes me so thankful for my mom. Like honestly, yes, that's nice. I I mean, my mom is a weird lady, but she also is awesome. But she has like over 200 CDs and probably just as many vinyl records. All this stuff, like I I know all this stuff yeah. from my childhood. Yep. Well, and it's kind of rock. I get this amazing like when I'm talking to people about old music and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. And people yeah. are kind of like, oh what? I just never heard this yeah. stuff before. Yep. I'm like, thanks, mom. I, I was lucky enough that I had a very similar experience that uh, my parents were like, you know, rock and roll parents. Right. Uh, and they, you know, they were really into, you know, Black Sabbath and like Led Zeppelin yeah. and the Beatles yeah. and Neil Young and things along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. And even like saw the Ramones at Winterland. And nice. uh, they went to go see Led Zeppelin when my mom was uh, like uh, eight months pregnant with me, to which I, I asked. Wasn't that dangerous for the pregnancy? And my dad gave the best answer ever, which was, yeah, but it was Zeppelin. Right? Yeah. And so then I, I grew up with, with, you know, rock and roll being played all, all around the house. And, yeah. and kind of be like, you know, just not even like thinking about it. Like, of course, ACDC is awesome. You know? Yeah. But then you learn later that, no, that's not necessarily. Everyone everybody. doesn't have that experience. No, everyone no, no, right. doesn't. People have don't. That. Like, you just people who just have no idea who those bands are. And it's bad for you. But then for me, it wasn't until I found bands, uh, you know, like Nirvana and Sonic Youth. Sure. The butthole surfers and the Melvins and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. That, that I was like, oh no, this is this is for yeah. me. This the is my discovery stuff. process for right. me. It started out with very much pop music, but then I was like, it was like Zeppelin, and then like Van Halen two about a cassette, which mm-hmm. is an amazing record, right? And then also I'm a huge Van Halen fan, and then like you know to start, it's like, oh, what's this SST business? Yeah, <laughs> what, what's this all about? I've seen yeah, this, I've seen like, this name before. It's a lot oh, of records on here. I, I could do that, you know. So. I could do that. What were you talking about? Speeding records up, slowing them down, all that. Oh yeah, sort so I used thing? to do a podcast. Uh, my handle was DJ Spork. <laughs> DJ Spork, nice. You could, you could spoon it. You could DJ Spork yeah. coming at you. So, so uh, but I heard a, a, a DJ on WFMU one time doing it, playing forty-five at thirty-three. So mm-hmm. like, you know, the record spins at forty-five. It's pretty fast, right? But mm-hmm. regular right. LP spins a little slower, right? So you can mm-hmm. fit more music on it. And then so you'd, I would put, like, the Cars or, like, s- other weird songs. And, like, you'd have to test drive it before you actually tried it live. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Just to make sure it was, like, actually a good song. It's like, you know, yeah. some songs were, like, good. Sound and, and it was all because, like, I would get mad because I would buy, uh, play records. Like, I don't know what speed this is because it's a 12-inch. What are they going to do to me? You know yeah. what I mean? And it makes me very angry. So, like, I always made it a point. Anytime we put out a piece of vinyl, it's like, yeah, got to put the speed in there all. Well, for sure, like, and and also I'll dive on the knife. <laughs> so I, I, I have. So two. I don't want the DJs to mess it up. It's there for the to help, Mr. Conan's. You know, ow, you know. I have I have three uh, parts things that, that I can put out. One of which is that uh, I also agree with you in that I don't like it when bands don't do that. Uh, we did that. Victory and Associates did that on our first seven inch, and something got messed up. And it's wrong. So it says it's 33 and a third, which is actually a 45, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that is really funny. Which leads well into the second point, which is there's a thing that I call the Steve Albini test, because he's the one that first brought it up to me, that a truly great song, a, a, a classic single, like a, like a, a record that will stand the test of time because the music on that is so good, should sound good at 45 and 33 both. 
Yeah. Wow. Because the melody you know, is there. Just, and it's, yeah. it's, it's it should the still be a good song. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's test, a right? really good point. That's a good test. I once listened to the entire side of a washed out record without realizing it was on the wrong speed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't right, know. Because you don't know. looks bad on them or me. Maybe I'm just slow. I was <laughs> listening to really it. Slow. I know. <laughs> I, I was listening I to it, a, a different record that was a different And it knocks it down like a few notes. Well, right. yeah, and, and also, I don't know how many you know, like, I, all right, as a, for instance, the, the first Bottomless Pit record, which which is great, uh, it's very artsy-fartsy, like the artwork is beautiful, it's, it's gorgeous looking, but there's very little identifiable information on it, mm-hmm. so I assumed, okay, you know, you know, full-length record, it's going to be, it's going to be 33, no, it's 45, and I didn't realize until, like, I was into the second song that I was like, oh, no, that was, like, not the right speed for that. Yeah. But it was like the first song is kind of like, you know, there's a lot of openness and it's kind of ponderous. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, I didn't exactly expect that. It's almost like Melvin's or something. You know? right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a slow That's a, that's a different take on it. I like his perspective. That's, I'm going to think about that because that kind of annoys me when I when they don't put it and I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, what? This is not right. Something's wrong. I feel confused and strange. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess if it doesn't sound good. Then that's a different. If it doesn't sound good, then it doesn't. Sound yeah, good. I should feel strange. Yeah, it's yeah. and some songs are just not going to work. But it's also like it's interesting that you know, and there's the whole move. You know, it's definitely an internet thing that uh, you know there was there was uh, what is it the, the Justin Bieber slowed down to like absurd, yes. oh, absurdly know. slow. It sounds like Sigur Rós or something. Nice. Uh, <laughs> or was it Justin yeah. Bieber? I don't know. I, I think I think it was. It was Sli- nice. eight, yeah, eight hundred percent slower. <laughs> nice. Yeah, people with the Slayer of writing. And this kid came into what? my work. Oh, that was God. actually one of this the is, craziest. Shows so for those that are not in this room right now, uh, Real Time Drop is showing us a uh, Slayer logo T-shirt that is Bieber. Yeah. Nice. This kid came to my work and got coffee the other day with this shirt on. Oh, you you took a picture of it. (laughs) I took a picture of him. He was like, you can take a picture if you want. And I was like, kid, I don't want to be weird, but that's (laughs) awesome. Did he he go, why don't you take a picture to last longer? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was funny because I was trying to poke, you know, I was like, cool shirt, bro. And he was (laughs) like... I was like, so what, how did you, like, what's what's up with this? Do you just have that? What it, and he was like, I'm a fan of one of them. And I was like, you don't want to tell me which one you're, that's not fair. Make He's, you guess, like you had to guess. Yeah, yeah I couldn't tell. He was think? very young, shaved head. There was no dis- differentiating not- features that would mean Bieber or Slayer. I oh, don't know. I but he was mm. a Slayer fan that oh, worked okay. at a print shop. We just thought it was funny. Oh, okay. All he right, had, right. like, made it for himself. It was oh. funny. Oh, nice. Yeah, Slayer is one probably wow. one of my all-time favorite shows I ever saw. I've never seen Slayer, yeah, and, and was, this at this point it would be Slayer featuring Carrie King. So yeah, I don't know. No, if there's I saw any real the whole band it. and stuff, and I was like in the front uh, photo pit, and I got killed because I was taking photos for like the like a local paper, mm-hmm. and I just got killed for three songs. Like you guys can only stay for three songs in your house. I was like, why, why, why? I found out why because my head got knocked in, and like, That's <laughs> because there's a lot of yeah, a lot of metal boots in the back of my head. Yeah, a lot, a lot of macho aggression that's going yeah, on there. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. To, be, to, anyway. be, to be clear. This is very trance, yeah, transcendent, trancey. You're listening yeah, to some Conan's, Justin Bieber right yeah, now. <laughs> this is Conan's band at 78. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, wouldn't it be the other way? It would be, uh, no, wait. It would be, yeah. no, so, if it was 78, it'd be faster. Yeah, no. Wouldn't it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow, this is well, really. Don't mess with me. <laughs> It's, it's a, early morning. It's a brain twister. <laughs> what was the other thing? Oh, the, the the cover song. We were talking about your your contest to pick a cover song. Ah, yes. Yeah. So 
and I, I do work. And I, I realize you put you put all this work. That's that is that is exactly why you're here. Because I'm sitting here playing slow down Justin Bieber tracks, <laughs> and I'm totally fine with that. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is like, what we're listening to. This is slow okay. down Justin Bieber. Yeah, it's funny. But for one, what an excellent professional segue that was. It actually is. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that ironically. Uh, so we did hold a contest some episodes ago for the excellent band. <laughs> Are you listening to this? This is yeah. It just sounds like Enya. It sounds. Like, it just sounds like new age music. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. Can, I, can I buy a candle? Uh, suddenly, I want to do some uh, yoga. And do you have any incense? Maybe you eat some There's yogurt. There's a studio somewhere. I know, just here. right. It's, it's very close by. Actually, it's down the hall. Can you do downward dog, Conan? <laughs> we can definitely do downward dog here yes. on none other than Protonic Reversal. Uh, there was a contest for. Ryan Christopher Parks of the excellent band B. Hamilton mm-hmm. they did a crowdfunding effort for their second record to finish it up and we threw it to the audience because one of the reward levels is to pick a cover song for B. Hamilton or Ryan Christopher Parks it was unclear as to whether it be him solo or, or the band to do we had many great suggestions and the uh, the final the final solution of fun if you will the uh, the winner Winner? Yeah, I guess I guess you still call it a winner. That, that's enough of that. Yeah, was none other than Genesis, Bad Era Genesis, with I Can't Dance. Oh, okay, cool. So this, we're gonna, <laughs> which has an absurd video that tries to, you know, that simultaneously tries to place Phil Collins off as sexy and then makes fun of the fact that they're trying to play Phil Collins off as sexy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty worthwhile. Uh, so, and, and the idea behind it wasn't that, let's pick a great song. It's like let's pick a song that like maybe something interesting could be done with, right. and then also I, the, let's make him work for it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the well. vibe I got was that you wanted to make him work for it. I definitely wanted to make him work for it, mm-hmm. and that's for me. That's part of like if you put yourself up for like a crowdfunding effort, you're going to be putting some work into it. And yeah. I, I am not vehemently against crowdfunding at all. And like some of my friends and peers who are, uh, yeah. Have strident opinions on them you know, that I don't agree with. Whatever works for you. I mean, like you know, for me, it's like it, that, that, does it harm you? Then no. Yeah. Then like if you don't like honest, it, don't yeah, donate if, to if it. If you actually have the, the fandom to, to kind of like do that and like support you, then awesome. also people will yeah. throw money at anything. Why not throw it at music? Exactly. And, and plus, like my it. friend's brother actually did that potato salad crowdfunding thing for his lunch. No, like no, this is like a big deal. Actually, so that thing. All right, let's that let's talk. Let's speak to that. Yeah, this that, is, that has nothing to do with music, right? Because that. No. All right, somebody put up a, a Kickstarter for. Uh, <laughs> he wanted ten dollars <laughs> to make potato salad. This is my friend Alex's brother. It's totally coincidental that I know this guy. I don't know his brother. I, I, I just realized Genesis was still playing, and uh, I was, uh, like it occurred to me that like this is absurd <laughs> that we're talking about potato salad Kickstarters while I can't dance plays in the background. But go ahead. No, I like I like when you have stuff. So he ended up a lot of, it was a joke. He was like, oh, I need 10, you know, and he made all the increments of like, you could get a hat, you could make potato salad in the kitchen with me. Because Kickstarter, you have to, it's like a pledge thing. You have different goals. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like giving money away. I'm still waiting for the the bouncy middle finger from Mr. Claude Coleman from his inaugural (laughs) record. Yeah, like the old wean one, you know, with the big yeah. bounce. Like, I actually bid it on that. I won it. I mm. haven't got it yet. You haven't got it? Yeah, I haven't got it. Well, I guess it, this well, went viral, and uh-huh. he ended yeah, up raising... Because, pe- because 
And the reason why is because people love nonsense. People love yeah. anything that is just irreverent or like pokes fun at something. Uh, and, and there so is a lot of... his own like uh, potato salad TV show now? Like, what the... Well, he raised $60,000. Yeah. Which is, and and then... he's been on Good, Mar- Good Morning America and like all these... Wow. Like, he's from Ohio. Yeah. And so well, he why. figured out that he figured out that there's like to reward all the pledges, it'll take $30,000. And then there'll be $30,000 left, to which you can't, I think, to avoid the certain tax things mm-hmm. or something, he's going to turn it into a, 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 an account that gains interest, but is also like a fund for... Let's go. Yeah, like a, f- a mm-hmm. fund for... Um, or He's going to start a foundation with it, essentially. But it's like, the, the whole thing is... For that potato it, farmers? It's it's meant to be... It's meant to like take the piss out of people that are... Yeah. You know, they, they, they do crowdfunding for yeah. maybe serious yeah. or maybe ridiculous it's sources. The funny thing is, to me, is for one thing, like, I need decent shoes to work in the service in- industry, and I don't... <laughs> I can't afford to buy, like, oh, the shoes you, I that I want that are really comfortable, because right. they're, like, $120. But someone can make potato salad. But also, his brother is, like, a visual artist. Like, his brother, you know, works the same job that I do, but is, like, a painter. Right. And it's just funny, because my roommate and my roommate is good friends with him. That's how I know him. We were talking about it. It's like, if you wanted to, like, raise money for your art or yeah. to have like a gallery opening. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't be able to get arrested. You, wouldn't, arrest you yeah. wouldn't get anything. <laughs> no, no, chance, one, yeah. no one would like... Nobody cares about the art, but they no care one about would, potato salad. But potato salad, $60,000. That's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing, but it's it's also... I don't know. It's a, it, it's a fluke, and it's also something that it's based... There's something about it that really bothers me. And I think what it is is that I, I, I dislike... The novelty aspect of like, I, whoa! It's the backlash, you know. Hey, look at the, look at how funny this is. I'm looking it's like, forward to I don't know. Mr. Is it Potato really that funny? Next thing, you know, <laughs> what's going to next? Well, that's because it doesn't like. I mean, all right. He had the opportunity. Should he now? He's got to like parlay that to something. And you're talking to someone that did fund the let's build a statue of RoboCop in Detroit, which is actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I, I totally threw in a couple bucks for that. Yeah, sure. And uh, and also threw in a, for a statue of Baphomet at that in that town in Oklahoma that said that they have to have the, that put the Ten Commandments statue up and that they would allow e- any equal representations of religion. Nice. And, and I don't. I think Satanism is like retardedly stupid. Yeah. I know that's very probably unpolitically correct to say retarded, but terrible. But that said, I like the idea yeah. of you know, okay, well, like Kirk put your Kosa. money where your mouth is. Yeah, Kirkosa. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think you know, with anything but like what that. I, what, I, what I was saying is that that's those actually created a physical thing that's like, hey, look at this absurd thing. There's now a monument to you know silliness that is up there, or making a political point in some case. Whereas the potato salad thing, it's like, and the people I know that were delighted about it, the people that constantly rail against crowdfunding, it's like you need to get off the internet like right now because you're just, yeah, it's enough. It's a beauty. We of get it. Internet. You don't like it. So, yeah, I so, mean, so it's not for you. And it's not for you. It's all right. You don't well, have to just, look at that channel. The thing is. Intention is a lot of you know the the validity behind any of these things, and his intention was just to make potato salad and to be funny. You know, it's like whatever. Then don't give your money to it. Well, mission bro accomplished. I mean, he definitely got a lot of attention. He wasn't trying to make sixty thousand dollars. Like I don't think you know it was just kind of like oh guys. We're joking around. They're all selling or something. It took off, right? He was having, having a laugh, and you know, other people got in on the joke, and everyone got to you know have the 
The LARF. Have an opinion. Have the fun of, of being LARF. But then it starts the conversation, well, what does crowdfunding mean? Like, what are the rules for this? What are the tax liabilities yeah, yeah, for? Right, sure. And it, it again starts a conversation of the same thing like Amanda Palmer, like raising like, you know, all those yeah, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. That to, was the indie backlash. Right. For not, and then not paying her back in musicians and, you know, basically, oh, you're paid in high fives and hugs. And it's like, well, you just made all this. You, first of all, you don't need any of this money. Yeah. But you made all this money. And you're not sharing like that's and that's at the end the pomplamoose thing of just like okay you make money with all these uh, car commercials and you're raising money for this record but it's like but then people want to hear this yeah. so the way I look at it, if people want to put their money towards something they should be allowed to put their yeah, money and towards if people want to work for free so be it you know yeah and it's <laughs> I think that's stupid I'm gonna say like I think that's dumb yeah. and yeah. I would never be caught dead being anywhere near that but that said the, gl- the glamour of it like you know fine. But like, if you could afford to pay somebody, you pay them for their hard work, right? Right. Exactly. right. Well, that's all. That's what I mean by it all boils down to intention. Is like, if you're kind of a selfish person, then you're gonna think you're so rad because you just did this big thing, and then maybe not reward all the, you know, altruistic. Like, yeah. I, if I am, I put, I go and put money in people's meters all the time. Like, I don't have any. I have oh, like no money. For myself right now, because mm-hmm. I need to move out of my house. If anybody has a room, <laughs> oh, you have to move out of your house. Wow. Well, I don't have to, but I need I need to it's find a cheaper though. place. Yeah. But I I've been looking and I'm trying to be patient. Whatever you know, I'm just saying like you should think about other people when you're gifted something. Yes, pay and, forward. You know that thing. Yeah, that movie is great. Yeah. I think that it's, it's a great comment. idea. Yep. You know. More than, you know, it's just like if everybody thought that way, then we would be a more evolved society. But we don't. But we don't because humans are selfish. <laughs> we I'm have selfish. Traffic. People, you know, <laughs> you know, well, too many people. Exactly. And that's, I mean. But if you're going to be a cool, that's the other thing is like there's all this perception around the, the alternative communities like indie rock or whatever. And it's like people are super cool. But we're all just humans and people do stuff like yep. take money and not pay their friends. Yep. You know, it's like you're supposed the community is set up to be more tight knit and more like responsible in a lot of ways. But they're just people, you know, they're they're going to do selfish things. That's what human yep. nature is. And it's it's unfortunate. But, you know, you should definitely take care of your community. If you're part of a cool indie rock community, then pay your backup singers or whatever the hell. Yeah, you <laughs> or your, your backup banjo player, or your, yeah, <laughs> whatever, your whatever it happens fiddlist to be, or yeah. you know, string player. Even whatever. Chuck Berry played his played his people. You know, he did he play he did he play his people or did he pay his he people? Pay, pay them, pay them to play. Well, speaking oh. of pay, all right, speaking of pay to play, I, I'm sorry, just something else. This no, to say no, to this, no, no, go, go, go. Well, I, I was going to mention the fact that I think it's incredible that the the Super Bowl halftime show that, that they announced recently that. You know, the, the acts that they're considering, that not only are they not going to pay the acts that, you know, don't need the money, fine, but they instigated a, a initiative, if you will, to have the act pay them. So, to pay for the TV spot, which is which is exactly the same. You know, it's, it's on a wow. massive, you massive know, multinational scale. corporation scale. The same thing is like, well, you got to buy twenty tickets in advance and sell so, it to your friends to get like you know your Tuesday slot down at the you know so whatever. Gets into like an issue. So, what are they going to come out like? Whoever that is is like, oh, but I'm sponsored by X, Y, and Z, and this is my NASCAR jacket with all these brands on it. 
And that's that's a very like, vicious yeah. cycle, like you're saying. I mean, and I hope nobody de- does it. I hope nobody like. I hope that they, they somebody's going to pay. Some- somebody wants to be exactly. get the notoriety. Well, that's the thing. That's that's selling a spot to only the people that can afford it. That means like that no smaller act will ever be able to afford that exposure, which they need the exposure. More. Yeah. That doesn't make any I mean, sense. What's the last time they read out Chili Peppers played? pre-recorded set yeah well exactly which so it was fine because it was a live set and you know what they sounded awesome and you know it's right on chili peppers and and they hopefully got paid <laughs> well and it's you know in that case you know maybe it's not uh pay to play but pay to lip sync but you know but hey still still they're like pay to have your boob pop out of your outfit yeah that but that, but that was worth money. there's definitely places that you can pay for that yes. for sure <laughs> <laughs> or not <laughs> oh really what are the what are these places <laughs> <laughs> I'm known for many things, and strong invectives are one of them. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and say that it's time to move on. This yes. is Minutes in Your Own Fuel.
That is Oh Oh Oblivion by Turbo Lightning. Great band from Los Angeles that features Mr. Jeff Byron from the Meishi as well. We are it's picture time here on Protonic Reversal. <laughs> Not very something busy, we, everyone's right, very busy worry. taking pictures, right, we'll and uh, it's, it's a whole situation. But we carry on nonetheless. Before that, we had minutes within your own fuel off of the excellent record, Roland. Which, if you haven't got your vinyl copy of that, you should probably get that because it's going to sell out. I'm going to tell you that right now. The first record's out of print, and the first record is also great. Fantastic band. Cannot recommend them highly enough. Uh, it's, um, it's 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 pretty great. That is a delightful image. It certainly is a great record. Turbo Lightning, Faster Than Light is a great record as well. There's a delightful image of that. Uh, there's, it's a cassette-only release at this point, I think, cassette and MP3. So, cassette haters, sorry. That's where we're at. Hey, Dave, it's been <laughs> it's been great having you, man. This, is, this has been hey, awesome. Conan, thank you very much. Uh, for people who want to know more information about uh, wh- wh- what you're up to, they can they can visit Eastern Anchors on Facebook. I believe you guys have a Bandcamp site. This is Eastern Anchors. Everything, everything, everything Eastern Anchors. Uh, and even if and if you uh, if you Google above your station, like um, our, our new single will come up like automatically. Yeah, I had first to. Thing. I had. Oh, it's, it's the first result. That's awesome. Yes, I'm um, awesome at SEO. <laughs> <laughs> I did above the station. That's not going to work. But yeah, but above your station, above uh, your station is the new split available on vinyl. Yep, um, on Nefarious Industries and Viva La Hara Records. And uh, it's, it's a, it's co- a co- label release. Zero for conduct. Yes. From New Brunswick, and you can get your own copy of that. We played a little earlier in the show. We highly recommend the Eastern Anchors. Uh, I'm really glad this worked out, man. Yeah, it's a uh, great. It's great to have you on the show, and. Uh, it's great to see you. It's awesome having great East Coast people over in the West Coast. And, uh, you know, th- there's not a East Coast-West Coast rivalry. That it's not, man. <laughs> we put that to bed long ago. Yeah, you know, my family's <laughs> from out here, so. Right, absolutely. Uh, any any parting words of uh, wisdom or messages of peace or anything along no, those lines? keep it real. Support your friends, bands, you know. Go see a band every once in a while. Um, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. That's solid. Check out our music. Keep listening to Cohen and tell your friends about it. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. You want you want to do a station ID? I, I play yeah, the station sure. IDs relatively on the reg, so you can just. Oh, all right. This is uh, Dave from Eastern Anchors, and you listen to Conan's radio show. What's it called, Conan? <laughs> <laughs> Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. It's called Protonic Reversal. Right. You can edit that later. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. So you, you, want, you want to give that another go? That's just make it easier on me. This is a uh, Dave, and you're listening to Protonic Reversal, and I play in the band Eastern Anchors, and thank you. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, it's been it's been great having you yeah. on, and uh, yeah. nice meeting you. Nice meeting you as well. Yes. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking to Dixie Jacobs from Body Futures coming up next. Excellent.
All right, we have That's So Church by Body Futures. Off of the excellent new record, Brand New Silhouettes. And on the phone right now, we have none other than Miss Dixie Jacobs. Yay! Hi, Sean. Welcome, Dixie. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh yeah, it's 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 crazy in here. It's like the Today Show with a really esoteric bands. It's 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 a yeah, wonderful like thing. A guy in a suit with like uh, the like the dress shoes, and he like slams the door. And <laughs> right. Has, like, clomp, a clomp. Saw and stuff. It was a hook. No, we definitely. Uh, We've got some uh, we got some sound effects. Uh, well, something's broadcasting now, isn't it? Sure is. It's none other than protonic reversal. And we have sound clips. <laughs> if you uh, were to guess the correct answer, you would get a. If someone just make a joke about old school internet, you would get dial-up sounds. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of uh, we, have, we have a lot of fun here here on Proton Commercial. Do you have the dial-up modem? We do. Yeah, I would keep that going, but. Oh yeah, yeah. You, if you want, if you want to hear the rest of it, see. We we are here on the internet talking to Dixie Jacobs of Body Futures. I can play sound clips all day. We haven't even got into the tech space once. Uh, thank you for being on the show. You have a new record, and this is actually there. There was an EP sort of situation that happened before, but brand new silhouettes off of the awesome latest Flame Records label. This is just 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 came out, right? That's totally true. And uh, Body Futures is a band from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Although uh, Michael Woe is, uh, I believe, a Madison dude, right? Yeah, he used to live in Milwaukee, but he currently resides in Madison with his family. Mm. He runs a uh, he runs a, a dog and cat rescue out there. He's doing doing good work for the animals of the greater Madison area. Nice. We we, we like that. We approve. We approve of that for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and this is a, an interesting. It's an interesting band to me because I've known. Uh, well, I've known you and DJ as well uh, for quite some time. DJ, of course, being from the excellent band. If I had a hi-fi, that has been around in, in several incarnations for many, many moons. And, yes, and I, I miss them terribly. I, I uh, as much as I love being in Body Futures with DJ, I am. I am dramatically missing if I had a hi-fi activity on this planet. So Definitely. We'll have, to, we'll have to watch out for that in the in the coming months. The much missed if I had a hi-fi for sure. But yeah. can you can you tell me how exactly Body Features came to be a band because I think it's a kind of an interesting story. Oh yeah. Well, um, it was a couple of years since I had been in a band and I had I had been I had been singing in another band, which is basically the kind of thing where I was, you know... There was a White Ranch con- Conservatory, right? Somebody else's baby. No, no. Uh, I, well, I was in a band called White Ranch Conservatory for about four or five years. Um, and then I joined a band called Testarossa, um, singing back up and playing accordion. And um, I really wanted to start something new. But it took me a few years to be ready to do that. I'm not really sure what exactly the whole process was emotionally for me, but eventually it was like, okay, I need to, I need to start doing this again. And I just reached out on the, on the interwebs, as it were, and uh, uh, found DJ and Michael immediately interested, um, kind of wanted to start doing something 
um, like the birthday party or like Future of the Left because that's what I've been listening to just like over and over again. But uh, we ended up not doing something sounding like that. So, <laughs> you, know, you, you start like, oh yeah, let's make a band that sounds like this. And then you just kind of organically sound like something else. It becomes its own thing, its own animal. And for sure, uh, Body Futures, I think, definitely has its own voice and sound. You, you sound like yourself much as if you Google the name Body Futures, you're music and your websites come out rather than something else entirely, which is which is a good place to be. That's right, yeah. Uh, we get stuff from us and then also stuff about harvesting organs. Um, so, <laughs> you know, for for fans of our band and fans of organ harvesting, it's, uh, it's a, you know, kill two birds with one stone kind of Google experience. Abs- absolutely. Yeah, it's just get it all sorted. One-stop shopping, if you will. One-stop shopping, that's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we didn't have a guitarist right away. We actually uh, tried to coax you to move to Wisconsin for about a, about a week and a half. And uh, then we uh, we were lucky enough to find Chris Morey, um, uh, previously of a band called Everybody at Midnight, uh, come in and bring his his other... Uh, his, he's got like, kind of this like awesome pop-punk background and brought really interesting guitar parts to... Uh, the mess and it's kind of clicked and um, really really pleased to be working with all three of these guys it's a really cool combination of people yeah and it seems like and there's definitely like a bouncy element I would say to a lot of the the body features material uh, that in a good bouncy. way that, that yeah it, it's like like bouncy sort of like jubilant kind of like it's not a it's not bummer music I guess is the, no, <laughs> the I, best uh, way to put it like at all uh, kind of hard to get DJ to drum uh, in a in a non uh, energetic fashion. <laughs> right, the man's a powerhouse. Um, let's be clear. Yeah, and uh, we we do want to have fun. We don't want to bum everybody out. You know, like the song subjects aren't necessarily happy one hundred percent of the time. But you know, I like rocking out when I go see bands, when I listen to bands, so when I play music, I want to do the mm. same. Controversial all. opinion, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll allow it. And this is... No, uh, it's not a controversial <laughs> opinion, it's my opinion. No, it's a I, different opinion from other opinions. And uh, I, I think Body Futures is one of the few bands that you can see someone rocking out with, uh, I believe it's an auto harp, is this the instrument, right? Yeah, I play I play an electric auto harp, which is um, the fault of me seeing PJ Harvey do such. Um, oh, I, right. Yeah, that's and, right. Man, she just kind of like blew everything out of the water for me with that one. I was like, you can do that with an auto harp? And I got one almost immediately and started messing around with it. Um, plugging it into pedals and making it sound as gnarly as possible. I never really had any ambitions to play the guitar ever. Um, I played keys in my old band and found that uh, like a chord organ and strumming was kind of an extension of what I enjoy about uh, playing on stage. It's not, you know... Sure. Uh, uh, putting calluses on my fingertips from fretboards or whatever, but um, also it's unusual. Um, I, I like it is very unusual. Yeah, different. Yeah, 
I mean, it, it, do you find that like when you have people that like you know if, when Buddy Peaches are touring, you're playing out of town shows, and then you know, you're you're setting things up, do people just kind of look at you like like what what like what what is what is this instrument oh, yeah, that you I've have? Got, I've got a lot of those from uh, confused audience members and sound guys, and you know, calling it. Uh, see, I've gotten harpsichord. I've gotten what was another one. Uh, that is definitely not the same thing, no, for sure. Yeah, zither, um, you know, just all those people, you know, you, you lump it into interesting, unusual instruments, and it's all kind of one and the same, I guess. So, is it just like they see like a non a non guitar or bass instrument, then it immediately is like bagpipes to them? Like, what? I don't understand right. how that logic works. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything's a harpsichord. Right, exactly. <laughs> everything's a harpsichord. The the new album by Dixie Jacobs. Oh, it's a terrible album name. <laughs> I've heard worse, and lately. Uh, but uh, brand new syllabus, uh despite it being incredibly hard for me to spell, for some reason I have a problem with the word silhouettes. Yeah, I haven't really gotten, gotten the rhythm down with spelling silhouettes yet, but luckily if I type it out, it'll uh, it'll catch it if I misspell it online. Now that's a uh, I, if I remember correctly that's that's something that shows up in one of the songs as as a lyric right how does that how yeah, does that's right yeah that's a song lyric from Shana Not Clone Project Alpha um, which uh, was penned by DJ well that particular lyric was penned by DJ I think we both uh, wrote the lyrics to that song um, but it's about uh, starting up a starting up a new doo-wop band under the guise of a of a dead member of Shanana, which actually happened. Uh, there was a gentleman who uh, had the unfortunate experience of manslaughter of a child and was sent to prison, uh, broke out of prison, and moved down to Florida, uh, assuming the identity of a member of Shanana who had actually died and was touring, like, state fairs and county <laughs> circuits. As an ex-member of Shannon, right? Because um, I, I so guess we, the the conceit being that you know, how's anyone going to prove otherwise? Like, is this how it is? Or I mean, that's insane. Right. Well, and then and then like you know, you got Shannon saying, um, no, like dude's actually dead. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was at dude's funeral, so it's not him. Um, but they kind of didn't didn't really speak up too much because they didn't want to bring too much attention to the guy. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> because it's an, yeah, it's it's a nut story. So if anything, you're gonna people are gonna be like, well, what is what is what? Like, let me what, where is this plane? Like, let me let me see what this looks like. Like, who is who is this person? And then uh, the the title is uh, well, it's obvious to me anyway. It was a reference to the Manor Astro Man when Manor Astro Man had the uh, the different lineups of Manor Astro Man all touring concurrently. There was Manor Astro Man, Clone Project Alpha, That's Clone Project right. Gamma, yeah, Clone Project... Yeah, I actually found out about that around the time we wrote the song, and I saw Manor Astro Man for the first time uh, last summer and got a, got a taste of that. I think the song was being written around the same time. So yeah, fantastic band. A, and I actually... Uh, uh, blowing a kiss in the air to, to those guys with a uh, reference to that sort of stuff. Well, it's awesome. And that's definitely, I, I think, a sort of dog whistle-like uh, reference for the very, I'm going to go ahead and say uber nerdy, of which I count myself as one of them, uber nerdy music fans that will, would be devouring the new Body Futures record very soon. So I think that was a very deft and astute reference. Oh, I don't mind 
mind. I don't mind being nerdy. <laughs> well, you know, obviously, as long as, as long as I, I like I like uh, you know making making people aware of things that I enjoy, and you know if it's if it's something that's considered geeky or nerdy, that's that's okay. And you can't I get much. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. So, you can't get so. much nerdier than Genesis, and I know you are indeed a big Genesis fan. So yeah, yeah, that's that's been uh, that's been delved into in our. Uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin's uh, weekly, alt weekly, the Shepherd Express. Uh, DJ and I got to talk with uh, a buddy of ours that writes for that paper, um, who does a feature asking local bands to um, tell what their influences are. And um, DJ uh, said that his was Faith No More, and mine's Genesis, and we decided to kind of combine them together because they're kind of. <laughs> they're two really vastly different bands. They also have a, share a lot of similarities. So it's it interesting that it's very niche in a way too, and you you both get you niche. get very uh, yeah. Sure, yeah niche sure. it was, niche 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 Frederick Nietzsche Nietzsche yeah hi Brenna right hello Brenna hi hi how are you I'm good I'm awake she she's she's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm stuck That's, some coffee. It's, yeah. uh, it's a dreary, overcast day in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Actually, I think it just started raining. We, oh, rain. Yeah, it's definitely not mm-hmm. not raining here at uh, Radio Valencia in, in the Mission District, San Francisco, center of everywhere. It is it's very bright and sunny. Uh, oh, lovely. But it also means that I brought a hooded sweatshirt that I absolutely do not need, and then I'm just going to be carting around like a moron on, on, my, way back, on my way back home. So. I'd prefer it to be raining. To be honest, yeah, we need the water. Water, sure. you, and, you and Shirley Manson, lady. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, can I can I read you guys the epic spam email that I got this morning? Oh yeah, I would be pissed at you if you didn't. Okay, so it's from Barrister Edward Aqua, mm. and yeah, Barrister, that's like a that's like a European lawyer, right? Right, right. Uh, like I, I picture a Barrister has like the the long like white wig. And robes and stuff like that. Sounds plausible. Okay, so the subject line is, Be the next of kin to my late client. Mm. And, okay. it's, and it says, Dear, dear Sir, um, which, you know, is already... So already long. funny, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I seek your consent to present you as the next of kin and the sole beneficiary to my late client, quote, who died years back without a will. There's no end quote. Um, <laughs> So already playing fast and loose with the punctuation, so. Sure, yeah. Uh, Every effort made by me and also the bank where he deposited his money were futile, hence fort. Fort. Not force. Fort. I decided to contact you in confidence. Oh, that's good. All all legal documents to back up your inheritance claim as my client's next of kin will be provided to enable the bank release the funds to you as the sole beneficiary. That was a very long sentence. Mm, sure was. Then we can share the amount on a mutually agreed percentage. Oh, he's, he's taking some. Mm. Sounds a little shady, guys. For confidentiality purpose, mm. one purpose. This one. Kindly, kindly send your response to this proposal through this email address, which is a different email address than the one that he sent the spam <laughs> email from. Right. At, at lawyer at lawyer dot com because every every lawyer has an email address at lawyer dot com. Right, absolutely. It's known. Um, this is known. 
Yeah, and also send your private telephone number in your replies as to enable me call you for more discussion. I will as quickly as possible on the receipt of your reply to this mail send you my private telephone number where you can also reach me any day, any time. I am at your service. Regards. Barrister Edward Aqua Esquire. <laughs> Barrister and solicitor. Wow, sounds legit. He should definitely reply to that. Thanks. But yeah, what do you think I should say to that guy? Like, uh, you know, hey, I'm on buddy, to you. <laughs> I'm on to you. You you can't you can't take my money. I'm the sole beneficiary. You're talking. <laughs> it's my birthright. Damn it. <laughs> it's my birthright. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a. That's a weighty tome, and I like that he signed off uh, that uh, he had an Esquire in on his on his name as well. That's always a, a class move. I also I also like how he signed it Barrister Aqua, and then on um, the title line under that it said Barrister again. <laughs> so maybe his name is Barrister. So it'd be yeah. like. Also, I really like how the end paragraph, that one long sentence, kind of reminded me of the uh, the breakup letter that somebody was circulating on the internet a while ago with somebody. Dramatically reading a, a poorly written breakup letter. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I've seen that or that's, heard that. Oh, that's sad. Well, hopefully, hopefully somebody listening knows what I'm talking about. I'm not a fan at all of advertisements, but I know there is the, the one advertisement that has, uh, who is it? It's like Malcolm McDowell and uh, and someone else that are just reading reading text messages back and forth to each other. Uh, as if they were actual conversations. Oh yeah, I think I saw that once. <laughs> and uh, it's I'm hard pressed to you know advocate for any commercial of any kind. And I, it's 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 James Earl Jones and Malcolm McDowell. Uh, but it, I got to say, it is quite clever, and it, it has made me laugh on more than one occasion when the, the time that I've seen it, as far as internet humor goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So as far as internet humor goes, we're I think we're well we're well sorted. I That's just good. that just reminded me of this amazing job application that my boss got for our our new uh, cafe that he's opening, which is is the email know, address like the return email address hot chocolate sixty nine sixty nine at hotmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's coded by Craigslist because it's a Craigslist ad, but let's just say it is. It probably is. Sure, it's like a two page email that is. There are multiple f bombs, and I'll just read one quick in the job application. Yeah, wow, that's it's bold kind move. of amazing. <laughs> also, because I know the post that he put on Craigslist, I read it coincidentally. Like I know the owner; I've known him for a while, so I didn't really have to apply in the same way. But I, I did see the application because I was just looking randomly sure, before it's I got curiosity. the job. Absolutely, yeah. And and the way he posted it was like clever and funny because he was trying to like get a certain personality to respond, and it, it's a little oh, wacky sure, too. Yeah. So his response is, um, I'll read a couple just quick excerpts because yeah, it's rather long. Yeah, on air though. You might, yeah. you know, make yeah. somebody swerve off the highway. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> it, morning, it says morning oh, drive time. Drive time commute here with I'm none gonna, other than. I'm gonna uh, cut up some of some of the explicit lyrics, but all we need. I'm doing a show is ID. More, more <laughs> coffee shops. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. All we need are more coffee shops because heaven forbid you walk two feet and cannot get coffee. 
All this city is is Walgreens, Starbucks, cell phone shops, and other restaurants where you get precious, organic, vegan, white male-hating, gay, tattooed, inclusive, <laughs> Republican, or traditional American-hating, cutesy name yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I got to move to the Bay Area. Wow. I know. It's, and that's then it, pretty accurate. And it, <laughs> according to the typical San Francisco Twitter-using Facebook goof, SF liberal, white male-hating, hypocrite, one should get up early and buy really perfect coffee. Yeah, and? Have a smartphone, <laughs> go out and work at a nonprofit, and pl- uh, tell hipster jokes about normal white, straight, traditional people, and then go out for hips- hipster overly priced specialty cocktails because no one is a typically. Wait, no one is a typical drunk drinking this shit. And pe- buy overpriced precious food so so much better than the gruel of other Americans. That I think I, uh, right, you got you got to drink the cocktails out of mason jars too. Yeah, basically, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't count unless you're drinking them out of mason. You're jars. you're a bunch. Is you're this just, Archie Bunker that wrote this, by the way? <laughs> I know, yeah, right? seriously, <laughs> you're just a bu- bunch another bunch of bullshit artists cha- charging too much to pay and paying too little for coffee. Which is a, at a Seven Eleven is just as good at, as nine or just what? as good for ninety nine cents. The hell but, is? But you have. I mean, I think the guy should be should be maybe like making the case for like you know I got a coffee maker at home. Yeah. The ironic part about this is like the and I'm sure this is why my boss posted it on Facebook as you know should we hire this guy because he has this a is se- an application I forgot about that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so he he has a sense of humor enough to appreciate this and probably agrees with a lot of what that person was just saying in their job application but has enough experience in the industry to be legit about it and you know it's just troublemaker it's just funny because he has i mean as far as like people i know and people well i know (laughs) he actually does have like a pretty big heart about being conscious as an employer so it's just funny to that he of all people got that response because it's just like this person spouting off about real real things that exist here like there's a lot of pretension there's highly priced ridiculous sure. things. Yeah, like, dude probably thought it was more funny than anything, so it was kind of a wasted... It was just rant. amazing. I just shared it, because I had forgotten about it until you read your beautiful spam message, where people... Oh, it was it was lovely. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> I just want to bring something up that I noticed via postings on the internet recently. <laughs> the new segment on Protonic Postings Universal. on the internet. <laughs> Emails. I've heard of the internet. The internet. Have you heard of it? The World Wide Web. I have heard of this internet. It is a place of magic and sorcery. I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about, I don't know, making videos or something, and how um, I recently watched a bunch of like the Nirvana MTV videos when they were really blowing up, and, mm. and MTV mm. was interviewing Kurt and, and Courtney, or, or Kurt. So, yeah, sorry. I just like went over my head about... <laughs> what they were talking about but it was like kind of a montage of leading up to his ultimate demise and mm-hmm. you know like their baby being on the internet and or not on the internet sorry well, she's on the internet point. now she's got a twitter account and and, uh, and an instagram she posts a lot of selfies yeah. but anyways before you know in that time period i very very distinctly remember that time of you know kurt loader announcing very pertinent things as if it was news. Yeah. The way that he yeah. talked. I was listening to his, oh 
had, was he on The Nerdist, maybe? It was a while ago, but I, I heard him on getting interviewed on a podcast talking about how he was, like, the guy to, like, release music news. Yeah. Happened, you know, when, when you couldn't, you, you know, you had your, like, Spin and Rolling Stone subscriptions, but if something happened, it was Kurt Loder to be like, yo, this, this is up. And, yeah. Uh, with the gravitas yeah, that, and the delivery. There was, there was no internet, you know? It's just kind of crazy. Well, I mean, there was definitely internet, but not in the way that we know it now as far as social networking yeah, and not, instant no, communication. Yeah, the uh, Space Jam Angel Fire site. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, my yeah. gosh. See, but, like, we, we remember that. And, and people of the younger generation who are now creating music because they were born, you know, they're old enough now, it, they don't remember that. That's so weird to me. It trips me out because we're such a transitional dr- generation. Like they don't understand why this is funny. You know, they're like, "What? What is? Why is it? What's it? That, what are those noises?" Yeah, it's kind what, of what passe. I'm so happy that I grew up without all that internet. Me stuff. too. Me so too. Cool. Thinking about like how much of a nightmare growing up was in general. Like add all the you know. Well, communication stuff on top of that, and it's even more of a nightmare. I'm really happy I didn't have to deal with that. I know it's really but. weird. I I totally agree because I I hear kids on the bus sometimes when I take the bus like arguing about things that happened on Facebook and like all the drama that ensues around that. And like for me and my my age group, it's kind of laughed at. I mean, it still happens. It's definitely real, but like kids in high school right now take social media and that stuff's real serious well and also we're at the point that anything you put out there is there for forever like it's not like nothing goes away anymore there's nothing that's like you know it used to be that like oh you know whatever took a bad picture haha ha, all right well whatever no Delete big deal it. Just, forever and then like now it's wwe then now forever <laughs> i'm thinking about how different my uh my memory of being on the bus in elementary school i'm I must have been maybe in, like, third or fourth grade, and there was a boy um, in fifth grade um, that I had a crush on that was sitting on the bus, and he was, like, wearing, like, jeans and a denim jacket, and he had his yellow Walkman with him all the time. And, like, the one day that I, like, built up the courage to be like, what are you listening to? He took off his headphones and he said, Def Leppard. <laughs> and I like turned and looked out the window. Like that would have been so dull. Oh if he my was, like, god! Listening on his on his like smartphone or his yeah. iPod. Yeah, right, you know? right. Like, <laughs> the, mem- the memory where like the Walkman is like the big like bright, yeah. you know, like mustard. I had yellow. one of those. I had one of those. Oh, Walkman. did you? Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just I'm happy that that's my memory and not you know that he was listening on his iPod. <laughs> Yeah, I know because everyone has those now. But back then, everyone did not have a Walkman to listen to on the bus. When you didn't have instant also, availability also to all music. Not been listening to Def Leppard. He wasn't listening to Bruno <laughs> Mars or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Whatever fifth graders are listening to. Bruno Mars probably isn't even popular in, for fifth graders anymore. Yeah, it's Justin Bieber, right? Yeah. Well, fifth- I mean, oh boy, I don't know. He's getting in trouble with the law. Oh, that's right. He was like smoking the grass or some something. <laughs> he was smoking yeah, the he grass. Went to a museum with a monkey and and crashed his car into a tree, and it's all downhill from there. Oh man, we we were playing the eight hundred percent slow down Justin Bieber song earlier, which sounds remarkably like Enya or Sigaros or something. Uh, it was very, quite very beautiful, AG. actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> found a way to make him listenable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I'm going to slow something down 600%. Yeah. 
Uh, audacity. It's real easy, actually. It's not audacity. Yeah, like like schutzball or like you're talking about a <laughs> sure, program. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess both. <laughs> I think he's referring to a program, but that's what I was going for. Yeah, I was talking about the audio recording program. Yeah, but I you got to be real audacious to slow something down more than 100%, sir. That's what I say. Especially Bieber. Come on, messing with the Biebs. Yeah. Oh, he's messing with himself just fine. Uh, hmm. <laughs> that sounds... I'm not going anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to switch topics immediately. <laughs> Run away. Uh, so you're, you're listening to... Uh, that's like a science Real thing, right? Protonic reversal. Good morning. <laughs> None other than I, I. That was the wrong order, but it's protonic reversal. Here on Radio Valencia, we're speaking with Dixie Protonic Jacobs reversal. from Body Futures. Uh, we, uh, one one last thing I, I want to get out um, because we are starting to run a little low on time, and I want to make sure that we fit in another great Body Futures song off of the Hooray! awesome record. Brand new silhouettes you can find at bodyfutures.bandcamp.com or latestflame.com. Available in colored vinyl. Uh, this is uh, black, red, or gold, I believe. I still need to get my copy of that. That's right, yeah. Somebody tried licking the gold vinyl because they thought it was going to taste like butterscotch. Wow. Wow. And it it for real? doesn't taste like butterscotch, though. That's, that's too bad. <laughs> I'm sure there are scratch and sniff records out there or... I hope so. Uh, you, you, there's some shows coming up as well in the Midwest. Looks like there's uh, Chicago, Kalamazoo, South Bend, uh, Racine, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All Midwest shows coming up. That's right. All in that order. If you live in the Chicago land, we're playing at the Live Wire Lounge with the Columbines and the Taver and the Rutabaga. And my dad's going to be there. Fantastic. Cool. And uh, we're going to Louis Trophy House in Kalamazoo where a bunch of taxidermy is. So look for those photos online. Um, we're playing a festival in South Bend, Indiana with our dear friends, the Rutabaga. Fantastic band. And we're playing in Racine with Sleep Comes Down and Foul Mouth. And I hope Vanessa wears a chicken head. Yeah, and that uh, features Jeff Moody, former guest and uh, human treasure. Right, that's right, yeah. And then in September, we're playing at the Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee. Where our, we are the uh, musical guests for Manda Lucha Wrestling Extravaganza, which is Luchador comedic wrestling and burlesque dancing and us playing songs. Wow. So be a wild, wild time. If that you sounds like things fun. that are wild, then go to that one. If you, if you like things that are wild, then, then go to those shows. If you uh-huh. do not live in the Midwest, hop on a plane right now, buy your tickets. Oh, right. I out. mean, like, if you're, like, driving around in San Francisco right now, obviously you can't go to those shows. And I'm so sorry I wasted your time telling you about them. But, but people do listen. They're driving around in the Bay Area. People do listen uh, on the Internet from all over. So it's uh, we, we are, this is the world that we live in, and this is the, the good side of it is that we get to, we get to share the, this music and these experiences. Sharing is caring. It is indeed. Sharing is caring, and I care very much that you've been so kind to be on Proton Controversial, Dixie. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, and again, uh, if you want all, all things Body Futures, uh, you, you can find... There, there's, there's Facebook. I think there's even a Twitter, right? Is there yeah, tweeting going on? Yeah, does the Twitter. I do the Instagram, just so we're clear. I don't tweet. <laughs> Dixie Jacobs, don't tweet. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, it, it's been great talking to you, and I uh, hope that you know uh, we can uh, do it in person one of these days. How about that? Heck yeah. Let's, 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 let's make that happen. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all the best to the uh, to DJ and to the the rest of the body futures. And um, any any parting words or anything along those lines? Um, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Can't get much better than that. Excellent. Thank you for having me, Conan. Awesome. Thanks, Dixie. Yeah, you bet. All right. Bye. 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 All right. Why don't we hear uh, some Sean on uh, Clone Project Alpha by Body Futures?
right, that was Body Futures with Sha Na Na, Clone Project Alpha. Find out more about Body Futures featuring our excellent guest, Dixie Jacobs, bodyfutures.bandcamp.com, latestflame.com. Gosh, can't believe it's it's over already. I know, that happened so fast. So quick. David Urbano from Eastern Anchors, thank you so much for coming in. A real treat having you in studio. Nice guy. Nice guy. EasternAnchors.bandcamp.com. Both these bands are on Facebook. Um, Twitter. There's Instagram. All that kind of stuff. You can find us on Facebook if you have to. Uh, <laughs> there's um, If you have to, there's a podcast. To. There's a podcast, RadioNeutron.com. That means you can listen at your own leisure. You can. You might be listening to a podcast right now. Whoa. Did I just blow your mind? No. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate your candor. I like I like to have the, you know, obvious but rude response. That's good. <laughs> it's like it's like inside the, the real time drop studio right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've been listening to Platonic Reversal. Here on Radio Valencia every Thursday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Oh gosh, we got so much good stuff coming up. Mr. and Mrs. America. Stay tuned. Some future episodes. We're gonna have Vern Rumsey. We're gonna have Steve Albini. Uh, Vern Rumsey from Unwound. Steve Albini from Shellac, who is I'm talking over right now. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Fifty thousand watts of power. You're listening to. You're listening to Protonic Reversal. One up. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you for that. Hey, we thank you. The song here is "End of Radio" by Shellac. Microphone turns sound into electricity. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Can you hear me now? Out on Route 128, the dark and lonely. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? to my top 10.
like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. If there's no one there to receive It's the end of radio As we come to the close of our broadcast day Emergency!